All right. All your free time. Say goodbye to that shit. Because women (laughs) are notorious for being like, oh, you have 38 minutes free today. Cool. Let me just stuff that full of shit. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we're not doing anything this weekend. That sounds great for a farmer's market. (laughs) Yeah. Let's go meet my girls after. Yeah. I get it. Champagne drunk. I get it. I get it. I get it. All right. Well, I was thinking um, we'll just roll in a Luke into the futures. Hey, it's me. Knock, knock. So, uh, you got, uh, you got my money? You gonna give me my money? Where's my money, man? It's been a while. It's been a while, but we're back. Mr. Lucan, John Thomas Lucan is here again. What is going on, my friend? John's uh, claim the fame and the reason this segment even exists is because one year making college picks on Talking About Practice, the radio show, you went, what was your percentage again? Uh, north of 75. It was like 70. I, re- I, I think it was 78 or 78. 78? Or yeah. Something nuts, bro. So Something ridiculous. Vegas, hire me. <laughs> no doubt. So we had to bring it back. We had to do a pod to give you all some picks. Um, it's been far too long. But we're back with a look into the futures. So, um, John, the floor is yours. Tell me what games, what college games you like. And we'll do a little NFL. But let's, let's stay with college because that is yeah. uh, your area of expertise. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's not do NFL. We'll, we'll leave the NFL to you and, uh, and to, uh, <laughs> the, the, the man that took my chair, uh, Rudolfo, um, you guys, oh, he's, are, having, you guys are little... he, he's having a miserable season fam. <laughs> miserable. It's so funny to watch it too. And like he doubled down last weekend, he was chasing because he had a horrible day of gambling. And so he, he rode the Niners hard. He put a lot of units on the Niners and uh, we all know how that went. So anyway, let's get back to positive news. Let's talk about some college football. Yeah, college football last week. I uh, won't go over the picks, but uh, just, just to give you a, a shining light, went seven and two last week. Yes, sir. Um, a lot of people actually that I uh, spoke to and a lot of the articles and podcasts that I've listened to this week, apparently last week uh, for college football, Vegas was hosed. I mean, everyone and their mother were winning bets last week. Um, so I, I, while I want to feel good about the seven and two, this week is really, uh, really to see if we still got it. Um, but we have, we have a few here. We have um, Maryland minus eight at home against Michigan State. Michigan State, I had was uh, one of my two that lost last week. I thought it was a sure lock. Um, they are just a straight dumpster fire this year. Um, so I like I like Maryland. Uh, they got Tua's younger brother um, at, at oh, quarterback. Right. There, he's yep. a righty. He looks exactly. He looks literally a mirror image of Tua because he's a righty. Um, same mechanics, but they that offense is balling out this year. Um, so I like them minus eight. We have Baylor against at home against Oklahoma State minus two. I like Baylor in that situation. Um, some of the money, some of the late money, um, today has been going on Oklahoma state has got me a little bit weary. 
So I want to see how that line kind of moves towards Saturday. But I, I'm feeling good about Baylor taking the Big 12 uh, conference this year. Um, so I, I like Baylor minus two. Uh, one that's really interesting this week, we got a Pac-12 matchup, Washington at UCLA. UCLA has had an average of like, even though they're saying sellout crowds, they've had like an average of like 1,500 people in the Rose Bowl this year. Uh, yeah, no one yeah. shows up to those games. They're 4-0. They haven't really played anyone, but they are 4-0. Chip Kelly has that team 4-0. I think this is the true test this week against Washington. Uh, Pennix Tuner, the, the transfer from Indiana uh, quarterback, he is lighting it up in the Pac-12. Um, so I like Washington minus three on that. They're uh, on the road in, in the Rose Bowl. And then we have uh, Illinois. Illinois shattered my hopes and dreams this uh, first week of the season. Mm. And I told my, I told myself that I was going to fade Illinois <laughs> the rest of the season. And here I am going against my own logic. I'm taking Illinois plus seven and a half in Madison against Wisconsin. Wow. Um, that one's kind of a roll of dice. Illinois has been playing pretty well, but mainly it's Wisconsin. Wisconsin's quarterback play has not been great. Um, they just got blown out, uh, to, to Ohio state last week. Um, so I, I really like Illinois, the way they're trending. Um, they had a lot of high hopes coming into the year, that first game, they really let down. So they have a lot to prove in Wisconsin, I think is that prove it, uh, prove it game. Okay. I like it. The, the team that I'm making my money on this year, take it to the bank, Drew, feel free to piggyback Wake Forest. Wake okay. Forest has been covering everything this year that offense it reminds me of the offense of uh ucf a few years ago uh with scott frost before he ruined the nebraska Cornhuskers. man um god nebraska's I mean, we'll, we'll get to nebraska later but wake forest plus seven and a half or no excuse me plus seven at florida state um i also like the over of 64 on that florida state everyone's saying florida state is back they've had that big win against lsu early in the year uh, on the on the block field goal, um, they really haven't played anyone since. But uh, this will be a true test. I I like Wake Forest to keep it close. I I see this being a, a three point game either way. Um, but I like I like Wake Forest in the points. Another shocker team this year, uh, Kansas. Kansas is four and zero for the first time since nineteen seventy. I don't even know. I mean, since since Riggins played uh for kansas kansas is the real deal this year um they have a lot of I, honestly what it is is it's a transfer portal right the transfer yep. portal has opened up so many teams um and such such a uh, like an even playing field if you want to put it to to some of these teams that never had a shot in the big 12 that never had a shot in the big 10. um you're getting these these five-star four-star recruits from bama from auburn transferring out um and and you're seeing that with Kansas. I mean, their defense is stout. Um, they are plus three and a half. They're four zero, playing at home against Iowa State. Iowa State is three and one. Yes, good, good ball, good, yeah. good ball club. But no one is giving Kansas the credit. So as long as they are considered an underdog, ride Kansas. Um, and then we have the four team teaser of the week. Now I will tell you this on the pod. I sent it to Rudy. So if Rudy gives you these picks in a couple of days, you know where they came from. Yes, sir. Just to let you know. Kentucky. 
Kentucky plus seven and the over of 54 and a half. We're going to tease that to 13 plus 13 and the over of 48 and a half. Wow, I'm doing math on live air. Look at that. (laughs) I guess it's not live, so we could have went back and edited it. But this was legit. We don't edit around here, bro. Uh, But we're also going to put that in with Wake Forest. Wake Forest plus, plus 13. And the over, uh, what I say, 64 was the over. So we're going to take that down to 58. Plug those four. Uh, I believe it's a plus, right around plus 200 uh, on, on the teaser. And I I mean, I, you, you know, we don't really say the L word around here. Um, but but get ready to take you, that to the bank. You're not going to, okay, I thought you were going to do it. Oh, my God. I thought <laughs> I'm not going to do, do it. it. I'm not going to do it. Um, but my, my last one, just, just for fun, like I said, we were going to fade them all year um illinois and nebraska is who we were supposed to fade all year i've given up on illinois i really like how they're how they're starting to play nebraska wow they i mean you thought that they could have got better with scott frost leaving they haven't they have not gotten better um and they are favored at home against indiana indiana's uh plus five and a half i'm taking the money line for Mm. plus 180 um, and I think there's really, really good value in that. Indiana's playing really well. They've played every team that, uh, this year very, very well. Um, and Nebraska is just a horribly coached ball club. So uh, look look for those. But again, the one to hop on this, this week is that four-team teaser. Um, it's a safe bet. You're getting points. You're still getting the juice. Um, and, and Kentucky and Wake Forest, we're going to ride them to the end of the year. I like it. I like it. All yeah. right. No, that uh, all right. We'll see. So you did seven and two last week. We'll see if you can uh I'm trying to do ten. I'm trying to do around ten picks uh every week. Um and again, we're we're gonna keep this straight up um to to single games. I know last year or, or the last uh year I was on the pod with, or on the radio show with you guys. Um we were taking five and we'd parlay them and then we do this year my strategy is just taking them all straight. Um you know, spreads or not, uh, but just doing single bets and then seeing how those fall and then ha- having that kind of that juicy teaser um, to, mm. to wet my whistle for parlays because you always got to get, you always got to throw a parlay in there. You, you know? always have to. Yeah. Now I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, all right. Well, yeah, we'll see how you do. Uh, let's go to the NFL. I'm not going to, I don't want to jump into all the picks yet because I usually wait until Sunday morning about nine o'clock before Pacific, before I, throw my bets in just because you know shit happens um but one game you know shit happens the other way as well right (laughs) like like last week i got a i I got a six and i got a six and a half spread if you would have taken it the morning on saturday it would have been nine and a half so Mm. no you're right and we lost and we lost by by six or something or we lost by seven so it was like that six and a half really helped me you know what i mean no doubt if I'm on something early, I'll jump on it. But if I see the public all coming in one way, that kind of makes me want to go the other yeah. way usually just to, you know. That take last that, minute money is scary. Yeah, take that extra hook there. You know what I mean? But I do like – I am looking at one game um, that I think uh, could be – one, I think it's going to be the game of the weekend, and it's the Ravens at home against the Bills. The Bills are minus three. And Lamar Jackson is playing at an MVP level. He's been out of his fucking mind this year. 
Um, what he, I know that he's on pace for 62 touchdowns or something like that. Something crazy, something insane. insane. Yeah. So he's playing out of his mind. I just think, I know the Ravens where I'm scared is the Ravens secondary has been pretty banged up. And after watching Tua shred them, obviously Josh Allen has the potential for that, but the strength of the, um, the bills, defense is that d-line and their d-line is great they have some great edge rushers obviously von miller adding to that squad this year but you're playing against the most elusive quarterback in the nfl and so i just i i don't know i know and i know it's hard to see the bills losing two games in a row everyone picked them as their preseason super bowl favorites i get all that i think the bills are phenomenal i think they have a great shot to come out of the afc with all that said home game lamar jackson i just i like the ravens i like the ravens in this and while we're at it if i could let me just two futures that i think we should look at Ooh, and that's love me some futures i love me some futures um these guys have been balling out one of whom i just mentioned lamar jackson for mvp currently is plus 700 and oh. Another guy, Jalen Hurts, is plus 700. Now, obviously, the the, uh, the favorite is still Josh Allen. I get that. But we're only three weeks in. And like I said, I don't think anyone's playing football better than Lamar Jackson right now. And if Philly keeps rolling the way they have, and they are in the NFC East, which means they're going to get a lot of primetime games. I'm sure they have a primetime game coming up against the Cowboys at some point, probably against the Giants at some point. And I just don't think that division's very strong. You know, they just work the commanders. I just don't think that division has much to offer. And so I think uh, Jalen Hurts is going to go off this season. And you know what it comes down to with MVP. It's narrative. It's not necessarily what we're seeing at week to week, who means the most to their team. It's the narrative. And if you have a guy in Jalen Hurts who the Eagles weren't even 100% confident in, and they look like they were keeping their options open this summer, if you have a guy like that going through his story from college, getting replaced by Tua, to now in the NFL, his first couple of seasons, like he showed flashes, but these two, but the Eagles never really seemed that confident or as if they really wanted to make that long-term commitment to him. And I just think that narrative will start to ramp up if he keeps playing with his hair on fire the way he has been. And I think yeah. that that for plus seven hundred because of the value. You know, throw a little, throw a little, a little something I, down I, I really do. I, I love that. I love that pick. Jalen Hurts got him on my fantasy squad this year. He's going to probably yes. be the sole reason that I win any games this year. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that whole entire team is playing yes. like really well, both sides of the ball. Um, and and kind of the the script or the story coming into the season was how is Jalen going to play? Because they have all the pieces. They went out and got A.J. Brown this year. They have Devontae. They have a you know three-headed running back. They have good defense. Yeah. Um, it was how he's going to play. And you would think like, oh, you know, he's how he played at Alabama, you know, short dink and dunks, um, you know, stay, keep things alive with his legs. He literally is doing – I mean, the Washington Commanders played a really good game defensively against the Eagles. Yeah. What, they, what they try to do is they shut down. Uh, and Jalen just went out and won it with his arm. You know, he stayed in the pocket. Um, he made all those passes that he needed to, and they blew him out. If he can play like this for the rest of the season, 
Yeah. I mean, sort of Lamar. I mean, you can't count out Lamar Jackson, but I, I feel like it's it's a two man race for the MVP. I, I'm not trying to discredit Josh Allen, but like you said, narrative. Um, we all thought that that the Bills were going to be here this year, so there's already kind of the expectation for Allen to be great. Yeah. Um, so it's not going to blow us away to be great. I think Lamar Jackson, we already know, is great. He's an MVP player, um, right. but he's in this contract year. He's has this kind of turmoil around him. <laughs> He's betting on himself. Yeah. Um, and then you have Jalen that's coming in with kind of the same stigma, really. I mean, the can he be a franchise? Do we want to give him money now? These franchises are going to be kicking themselves that they did not give them money a year ago uh, after these after the season. Because I think I think Jalen or or Lamar are front runners over Josh to to win the MVP if they keep playing the way they are. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, I just think it's funny. I don't know if funny is the right word, but if you're a black quarterback, it's always like he's still got to prove it. <laughs> but these teams are in a rush to pay people like Jimmy G, who had a decent season when Tom Brady was out. And then we never saw him again. And then we saw him for the Niners. And then we saw Sunday night. But we don't really need to talk about Sunday night. <laughs> Dan Arlovsky wants a, wants a word. Man. Man, it, that bro, it, that was a tough one. Hey, it happened against my Broncos, so I'm not going to be upset about the performance. But you know, what I was upset about was seeing the power rankings come out, and the Niners are still ahead of the Broncos. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think I, <laughs> the Niners' defense is really great. They're in uh, top five every statistical category that you measure defense on the Niners defense is there. I don't, the thing that's been interesting is me is to see, uh, at least on Twitter, the fan base really turning on Kyle Shanahan and media folks. When up until this season, he's been touted as being this offensive genius and to see the fan base so quickly, like be this upset. And granted, I even said before, uh, Trey got hurt is, yo, they can't, he can't keep taking these hits. We can't keep running him like that. Like I understand designed runs, but like give him some RPOs or something, give him some space and like running him up the middle. I just didn't love that. And the play calling on Sunday, I don't know. Like I, I love football. I don't know enough about what the game plan was and what they saw. What I do know is Jimmy G looked off two wide open touchdowns. Debo was running wide open, butt naked, wide open to the end zone, and he didn't even see him. And you can't blame that on play calling. Play calling is supposed to put your players in position to make plays. Debo was there. He would have walked into the end zone, and Jimmy G looked the other way. He looked him off. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Well, I think when it comes to Shanahan, I uh, like as far as like the genius mindset and all this, I think he is probably one of, obviously, the, the new up and coming, but one of the greatest right now in the game at designing plays right he is such a great designer but when it comes to game situations i mean we see it we saw it with the falcons i mean we've seen it multiple times with the niners when he gets down all he needed there with that with that bronco game was a field goal they're down one all you need to do is put them in field goal position i don't know why they're they're running some of those plays with you know, three minutes left in the game. It's like situational football is not Shanahan's thing. Um, and I, everyone That's wants fair. to talk about the the injury with Lance, you know, Jimmy not being the guy, Shanahan maybe. No one's talking about Mike McDaniels leading. Mike McDaniels, That's I huge. really think, was was the, the 
guy behind the curtain, so to speak, for Shanahan, really developing those schemes, really developing the game plan week to week. Um, and we're seeing what he's doing in Miami. I mean, yeah. he's he's a run, he's a run heavy quarterback or run heavy offense, right? With Mike McDaniels. Yep. And he's been throwing the ball all over the place, right? Right, right. He hasn't even gotten his running game going. He adapts. He sees what defenses are giving him, and he adapts to those kind of play calls. I think Shanahan is really stuck in his ways, um, and it shows with that situational football. So if if Shanahan is going to be this this guy that is going to get them to the promised land, he better not waste this defense, man, because this defense is, you know, early 2000s Ravens, you know? Yeah, they're, they're filthy. Hufanga playing safety just came alive this year. I mean, he played really well last year, but, I mean, he's popping off the screen. Every game I watch him, yeah. I'm seeing Hufanga. I know that uh, Fred Warner is a little banged up, but, yeah, in general, I mean, Bosa coming off the edge, they, Kinlaw, they look great on defense, and all they need to do is be competent on offense and score more than 10 points in a fucking primetime game. I mean, Jesus Christ, what a punt fest. We, we don't, look, I'm going to get depressed. I don't want to go down 16 this road. 16 uh, punts in that uh, game. Just filthy. There was over 800 yards of punting. <laughs> That's filthy. Uh, one thing I just wanted to jump back into is it's been great. To, it was last week. One thing I love to watch was, uh, Devonta Smith coming alive after I think he was held without a catch in week one. And then last week, uh, I think he had eight receptions for 169 yards and a touchdown. You're seeing the Alabama connection. I'm loving. I really enjoy watching the Eagles. So when I say Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts for MVP, of course, the value is awesome. The plus 700. But also, I like betting on dudes I enjoy rooting for and watching. And I just have enjoyed Really, I've really enjoyed watching Lamar Jackson as I do every year. Jalen Hurts this year has been special. And, of course, Josh, Josh Allen is is doing his thing. Um, and all those teams have just been really fun to watch because I'm watching Jimmy G once again every week for three hours well, you're at a actually, time. You're actually watching a team that can move the ball. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a little demoralizing when you see your own team, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust and then a punt, you know. So yeah. – um, but I, I think the one thing that Lamar has against Josh and Jalen um, is the weapons, right? I mean, look at look at what he has to work with with the Ravens. Um, he's he's got Mark Andrews, which is you know top tier tight end um, and probably a top ten receiver yeah. uh, in the league. But other than that, I mean, he's not working with much, right? And he's he's game after game coming up with a hundred yards rushing, coming up with you know, 300 yards passing, no picks, you know, all these kind of things where Jalen's playing great, Josh is playing great, but they, I mean, they got Gabe Davis, they got Diggs, yeah. they have, you know, a Heisman Trophy winner and Devontae Smith, they have A.J. Brown, you right, know, they, right. they have all these weapons where Lamar's kind of out there just like, hey, hold my beer. Right, like, right. I'm just going to go yeah. out and win this, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> coach, put me in, give me the rock, you know? <laughs> I love it. All right, bro. You got anything to say to the folks before we get out of here? Yeah, man. I'm uh, I'm just stoked that we're doing this again. I'm I'm stoked yep. to to get a voice back out. Get uh, get, I know I know TBP. We we don't really uh, shine light on college football, so that's what I'm here for. And yes, sir. Um, you know, let, let's get some let's get some some intelligent uh, bets and uh, let's get some money. Uh, there's plenty of money to be made, so let's get some money this year. Let's get this money, baby, as our boy Rudy would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see how his picks go.
Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. 